Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Monday, December 4th, and this is The Gateway. I'm Sarah Fenton in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead, Illinois is routinely on list of the most corrupt states in the country, and it doesn't seem to be getting better. We, meeting the feds, have been prosecuting public corruption for a long time, and it seems like a lot of people are slow getting the message. A look at how that ongoing legacy of corruption is affecting government and citizens is coming up, but first, these headlines. A detainee at the St. Louis City Justice Center died this weekend from what public safety officials believe was a suicide. The incident is the latest in a series of deaths at the jail in recent months. The death comes after city officials announced last week the jail has a new medical provider. It also comes days after some members of the detention facility's oversight board visited the jail after having been denied access for months. City officials did not disclose the detainee's identity. Seven student groups at St. Louis area universities are calling for their leaders to sever ties with Boeing. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, it comes after the company sent weapons to Israel. Groups from the University of Missouri-St. Louis, Washington University, Southern Illinois University-Edwardsville, and St. Louis University signed a letter to college leaders asking them to cease recruitment events and hiring fairs with Boeing. The call follows protests in the St. Louis area criticizing Boeing's weapons sales to Israel. Sahar Husseini is a sophomore and member of the SLU Muslim Student Association. I am an Afghan refugee. I've come to United States as a refugee and as a result of this type of war from Afghanistan. And I understand how stressful it can be for Palestine. A spokesperson for Boeing did not respond to a request for comment. UMSOL and SLU said in statements that they support the right for students to share their concerns. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Charles County is set to spend more than $11 million to update its 911 system. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lipman has more on the new features. More than 85% of the 911 calls made to the St. Charles County Emergency Communication Center come from cell phones. The current system uses nearby cell towers to determine a caller's location. County Emergency Communications Director Jeff Smith says that process is usually pretty accurate, but it sometimes messes up when a person is close to a neighboring county or in a more rural area. The new system will get location data straight from a person's cell phone. We can potentially save 30, 60 seconds, and that's 30 or 60 seconds sooner that we can get help to them. The upgrade will take 18 months. The cost is spread among the county and the five municipalities it dispatches for. I'm Rachel Lipman. St. Louis Public Radio. An eastern hellbender raised at the St. Louis Zoo is the first of its kind to reproduce in the wild. The zoo, in partnership with the Missouri Department of Conservation, has released over 12,000 hellbenders to help save the species from extinction. Missouri State herpetologist Jeff Brigler is one of the many researchers working to save the endangered species. So there's a lot of a lot of positives just by these couple of encounters that we have documented. And, and definitely it's our hope that next year we get another one or two. The Missouri Department of Conservation found the salamander guarding 86 eggs in the same place it was originally captured and released. An Ozark hellbender, the other native subspecies raised at the zoo, 
fathered a massive eggs last October. There's a remarkable run of blockbuster public corruption cases filing through Chicago's federal courthouse this year. Dave McKinney examines the effect all these corruption cases are having on Illinois' democracy and its voters. Acting U.S. Attorney Morris Pasquale appeared before news cameras last spring after a jury convicted four former Commonwealth Edison executives and lobbyists of conspiring to bribe former Illinois House Speaker Michael Madigan. For prosecutors, it was a career win, an exclamation point on Justice Department data that shows public corruption convictions in Chicago stand at an eight-year high. If so many people are getting caught, why then, Pasquale was asked, does public corruption keep happening here? We, meeting the feds, have been prosecuting public corruption for a long time. And it seems like a lot of people are slow getting the message. Illinois has had four of its last 11 governors go to federal prison. And more than 2,200 public officials statewide have been convicted of federal corruption charges since 1976, often with each case sounding a little more shocking and brazen than the last. Why it keeps happening in Illinois is important to know, but even more important is measuring what effect corruption is having on the state's democracy and its voters. In a way, that's an even more complicated and interesting question. That's Northwestern University law professor and former federal prosecutor Juliette Sorensen, who teaches courses on public corruption. Corruption impedes democracy in almost too many ways to count. Former Chicago alderperson Ed Burke is on trial, the fourth major corruption trial this year. And in April, Madigan is set to go on trial for racketeering and bribery. University of Illinois at Chicago political science professor Dick Simpson has made a career of studying corruption, everything from judges on the take to shakedowns from governors and aldermen. All of those have informed the public uh, that they shouldn't trust their public officials. That's been a negative effect throughout our politics at every level, the level at which people want to contact the public officials, the level in which they have faith in the government decisions that are made. Polling has borne out that cynicism. In 2012, the Paul Simon Public Policy Institute at SIU Carbondale found that more than three in four people considered corruption to be widespread. People think all the politicians and government officials are crooks. And when people think like that, studies show voting patterns can suffer. But Becky Simon, president of the League of Women Voters of Illinois, isn't seeing that play out here, at least yet. In spite of corruption on the part of individual elected officials, voters still have confidence in American democracy. That is why voters are going to the polls. WBEZ analyzed total statewide ballots cast and voter registration totals during the past dozen Illinois general elections dating back to 2000. Sure enough, voter participation actually increased, even in non-presidential years. When corruption is exposed, voters are ready and eager to make their voice heard through the democratic process, through voting. But for every potentially encouraging sign like that, there are other examples that show corruption carries a real cost. A 2014 study involving the 10 most corrupt states in the country, Illinois being one of them, found that government expenditures were more than $1,300 higher per capita than in states with lower levels of public corruption. And testimony in the ComEd trial revealed that ratepayers paid billions of dollars more as a result of bribery-tainted legislation that passed. 
Back on that day when the ComEd case was decided, juror Amanda Schnitker Sayers hoped the verdict she helped reach would change the system. This should be a landmark where we start to do better for ourselves, for our children, and have pride in our city and our state and not make any shady dealings to get stuff done because we don't need to. In Illinois, that seems to be a message that some of our leaders have missed. This is Dave McKinney. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Sarah Fentiman for Wayne Pratt. Happy Monday. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.